Hello, before we get started, I want to thank our sponsorship, Coca-Cola. Do you need to feel refreshed after a hard day of doing work? Then Coca-Cola is the right thing for you. Don't forget to recycle all glass bottles. Thank you. Welcome to the Bomb Squad. Hello, I am Diego, and today we're going to be talking about the tragic event that happened at Pearl Harbor, December 7th, 1941. And to help with us, we invited a very special guest who actually was there at the tragic event, which his name is Alex. Alex, could you go ahead and introduce yourself for us, please? Yes, I am. Um, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Alec, and I'm a Pearl Harbor survivor. So we all know that it's been a year since the tragic bombing at Pearl Harbor, um, and we invited Alec here today to talk to us about, you know, how it was, his experience, and, you know, we want to know how you're feeling. Oh, man, it's crazy. It feels like it was just yesterday since that tragic day at the harbor, and I'm thinking about it every day since it happened. It's such a tragic moment that I know will live on for decades and I feel so lucky and blessed to be one of the few who survived and be given a platform to tell my story and do it as a justice to all those who lost their lives that day. You know, it's the least I owe them after standing so bravely with them in their final moments. Yeah, so obviously there was a lot of people there that lost their lives and Unfortunately, that probably felt horrible to you and even worse, there were probably people that you did know there. Did you know any people there? Uh, yeah, I was pretty close with a lot of people there. I mean, I was kind of forced to considering we were all in the same boat. You know, I made a good amount of friends there and comrades. Um, I got to know them personally in their personal lives. Uh, I also got to talk to the janitor too a couple times. Um, his name was Oscar. He had a fiance and he was expecting he was a baby boy, and they wanted to name him after his grandfather, Christopher. Okay, well, um, how did your day start? Um, the day started just like any other. I got up at 6, got on formation, ate breakfast with my quadrant. We had spam that day, and then we got in uniform and did some training. On my way, I actually caught the janitor again. He actually told me how it was his last week as a janitor and he wanted to move up and join the Navy just like us and hopefully one day become a Navy commander. And I told him that'd be one hell of a story from janitor to commander, but knowing him, I knew he could do it. He was always the ambitious type. But um, if only I knew that would be the last time I talked to him that day. Do you think you were prepared for what happened? We all say that we think we were prepared, but do you think that what happened that day that everyone there was prepared or was it just caught off guard? Well, working in this field, you kind of have to be prepared for anything, but, you know, putting your life on the line. But in the end, none of us were really prepared for what happened next that day. I mean, we were all just acting like it was a normal day and we are all just caught off guard and try to deal with it the best we could. Um, what were you doing in the exact moment that the bombing happened? Well, before it happened, I was on the deck admiring the view. Then, in the distance, I saw these black dots that drew closer and closer, and at first I couldn't make out what they were, but then I realized they were planes, and I had no idea, but there were a lot of them. I, I don't know who it was or why, but then... Moments later, I heard sirens going off and commanders and generals yelling at everybody, 
saying this is not a drill and then that's when I made the connection and then I was in a state of panic and adrenaline and it just rushed through me and everyone hurried trying to get off the ship and it got louder and louder the planes they, as they grew closer the engines overpowered the shouting the yelling and then the first bomb dropped on the boat and everything shook like an earthquake that no one's ever felt before and that's when I knew the severity of the situation and all I could hear were the sounds of the plane engines people yelling and explosions everywhere I looked there's more chaos and it was frightening and I didn't think I'd make it out alive that day I saw people dismembered, burned and impaled including the janitor who I talked to it was a horrendous sight and all I wanted to do was go home and wish it would be all over What was going through your head that day? Do you think you were going to be prepared to face death that day, or were you just trying to get by? Well, along with escaping and making out alive, the only thing that was going through my head were the families, all the families that would later be affected by this. Every dead body was another family without a loved one. And thinking about how the holidays were right around the corner, so many families that spend the holidays grieving and mourning. And it's horrible that that had to happen. Um, earlier you mentioned a guy you knew, uh, a janitor named Oscar, and I think um, I actually met him two years ago. And oh, really? Yeah, and he was a really great guy. Um, we actually met through a charity program. We were building an orphanage for orphans, um, obviously, and. Um, yeah, he was a really great guy. He was a real family man. And, you know, he was really sweet and kind and always thought about other people. So it's really sad to hear that he passed away. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Small world. Um, yeah, he definitely seemed like the type to do something like that. He was always giving and doing what he could. Yeah. Um, so the day after the attack, um, our president actually came out with a speech. And I was wondering what your opinion on the speech was. You know, in the moments that that day happened, none of us knew why or what was going on. And then hearing the president's speech and finding out the reason, you know, it was so infuriating to find out all the information, all the unjustified reasons for attacking. Now, the president did handle the situation well and gave an admirable speech, but... To think that so many lives could have been saved and how many could have still been here today if they weren't for the attack keeps me up at night. So uh, the ship you were working on, what was it called and you know, what was it like working on it? Um, the ship was the USS Arizona and you know, the ship kind of felt like a second home to me that, that shared with hundreds of other men so tightly. It was definitely an adjustment, but I got used to it. I like the company and getting to know so many people and having the honor to train alongside them. That's why it's so sad to see them all go in such a way. Well, honestly, I want to thank you for joining us. We reached out to many other people and no one wants to go through and, you know, do, do this podcast with us. But I want to thank you for helping us understand the trauma that you may have went through and all the sacrifices that happened that day. Yeah, like Diego said, um, we appreciate you for having the courage to come here and share with our audience today your experience. And thank you for serving for our country. Yes, 
You're welcome. I, I feel like it's important to let people know these kinds of things and tell them the story and what happened so then it doesn't live on. So it lives on forever and doesn't get be forgotten. Thank you for joining us today. This was your host, Diego, and your co-host, Trinity, while we discuss all the major events happening in the U.S. In our next podcast, we'll be talking about the difference between men and women age gap, and actually Trinity is going to be making almost the same pay as me. Find out in the next episode of The Bomb Squad. (laughs) 